BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everyone, welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, editorial director, here with Mara Levinsky, senior editor. Hi, everyone. Mara, it is time for February sweeps, and the shows have some big stories planned. So let's start with Bold and Beautiful, where Thomas, as we know, will stop at nothing to get what he wants, which of course is hope. Um, Sally will receive a devastating medical diagnosis, and a proposal of marriage will be made. Um, over at Days of Our Lives, JJ and Lonnie will try to stop Gabby and Eli from getting married. Uh, a shocking death will impact the Horton family. Ben and Sierra will reunite. And Steve will turn to Kayla for help when he faces a crisis. Oh, I am very excited to see Stephen and Mary Beth in more scenes together as Me that too. story keeps going. Um, so on General Hospital, Anna and Finn's relationship will be tested, as will Sonny and Laura's. Uh, the climax of the baby switch story is fast approaching, and there is a threat looming for the entire Quartermain family. Over on Young and the Restless, Newman Enterprises will have a 50th anniversary gala, which will coincide with uh, Eric Braden, who plays Victor, celebrating his 40th anniversary on the show. Wow. Paul will take control when Genoa City is rocked by a major crime and a scandalous secret will change the dynamics of Kyle and Lola's marriage. Ooh. Um, well, I think everyone is certainly going to welcome the return of programming after the impeachment hearings have wrecked havoc on the soap schedules. You know, we've gotten so many letters and emails from readers who are just not happy about their shows not <laughs> airing. Uh, and hey, we're not happy either. I mean, isn't that what cable stations are for? Like C-SPAN? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> I mean, never mind that the ratings for the network broadcasts of these hearings have been lower than the soap ratings. You know, I mean, that really isn't a surprise. But what is to me is the decision to keep airing the hearings. Yeah, I think it has been frustrating for the shows just as much as the viewers. Like there's a momentum to each show that is very much by design, right? To keep people tuning in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The shows don't go on a hiatus and are meant to be consumed five days a week. So it's just not good when that is tampered with. Right. Uh, preemptions never make fans happy. But there is, of course, a big difference between missing a chunk of one show for breaking news or a whole episode being pushed back a day and a week and counting of shows being preempted in full. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe it is the policy at each of the three networks that the news and entertainment divisions are totally separate and the news division has complete dominion over the decision uh, about whether to break into or entirely preempt regular programming. So the soaps are like really at the mercy of whatever decision the news division makes. Uh, now, I totally remember the days before all the cable news networks like painstakingly setting my VCR to tape Another World at 1.35 a.m. or, you know, whatever rando time they would air overnight. Um, but certainly with the proliferation of the cable news networks where anyone who is watching live and is interested in watching Senate hearings knows that there are news-centric channels 
they can flip to to do so, it really does seem like a no-brainer to give viewers like the choice between watching their regular shows or watching the news. And you know what a disappointing outcome for the day's writing team for Mm. days really to not have aired in full everywhere last week. I mean, they crafted this time jump to kick off in November and for the first set of huge reveals to happen in January and for Adrian and Haley's deaths to play out over a full week and for the baby switch to be shown between Sarah and Kristen's babies. And, you know, like most viewers missed it. And I have gotten also letters about that of like people literally still today don't even know how Adrian died because they missed that episode. You know, it's just wrecking a lot of plans and it's unfortunate. You know, I can't imagine that if these hearings were done in prime time that they would just yank all those shows off the air as they have in daytime. Oh, you're 100% right. You know, there were some primetime uh, congressional hearings, uh, if I remember correctly, that threatened to preempt the Survivor finale. And Surprise, surprise, Survivor aired normally in primetime. <laughs> now, listen, I think it's important to be an informed citizen. Oh, of course. Um, but there does seem to be a very casual ease with which, it, uh, you know, what is important to a soap viewer is deemed unimportant by the network, especially because it's not, you know, it's not 1955 anymore. You know, there is most definitely a segment of the audience that watches live. But there is a huge contingent of the audience that records it to watch later or streams it at their convenience, which just makes it like particularly galling to have those episodes unavailable. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I have on demand and I have Hulu, uh, Hulu rather. So I will ultimately be able to get caught up with all the viewing I need to do. But I'm sure we all have people in our lives who like aren't sure how to go about watching something online or through an app. Like, I'm assuming that anyone listening to a podcast is probably comfortable with that kind of thing, uh, but not everyone is. And even though it's it's like easy to poke fun at soaps and say, I didn't watch for a year. And when I turned it on, everyone was having the same conversation. Uh-huh. But like genuine fans know that's not really true. And, you know, every episode has nuance and character development and plots do move forward. And, yeah, you can probably like figure out what's going on if you've missed some stuff. But that's hardly the point. If you're along for the ride, you want to experience every stop along the way. All excellent points. I mean, there are a lot of people also at home who sort of look forward to this being the hour, the two hours, the Mm -hmm. hour and a half, whatever, that they're watching that day. And so let's just hope that there is an end in sight. Uh, Now, today we're talking to Brandon Beamer, who plays Days of Sean and is back in Salem as part of Rafe's investigation into Hope's weird behavior. (laughs) Um, You know, so he really represents Generation Next on the show, um, the offspring of such a popular couple like Bo and Hope. And I feel bringing him back, along with Martha Madison, who plays Belle, you know, really strikes a chord with the audience. They want to see what these characters are up to and want to see the kids of characters they love. Yeah, soaps being multi-generational is nothing new, but it's really so amazing to me that in the time that I've been a soap fan, I have watched new generations spring up before my eyes. Like when B&B started, you had Eric and Stephanie and their kids at the center and they didn't have any grandkids. And now those grandkids like Steffi and Thomas are like fully driving the action alongside their parents. It's sort of magical, I think, that like GH fans who loved Luke and Laura got to watch their son Lucky fall in love with Liz and still get to follow Lulu's adventures. And Frisco and Felicia fans who like myself watched Maxie's birth back in 1990 on Halloween, watched her grow up and are so invested in her romantic life and and her professional one, in in, in fact. Um, I shake my fist at the soap gods that Sonny and Brenda never had a child of their own (laughs) because I guarantee you that son or daughter would be very important to me as a fan. Uh, Surprise, (laughs) me too. Um, And Brandon recently returned to film The Last Blast Dance on the Days app, and so his Salem ties are very strong. So let's get him on the phone to talk about it. Hi, Brandon. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. 
Absolutely. My pleasure. So actually on the day we're speaking, there's a very exciting development um, where Sean is back on days and he actually got to like crack a case. I know, right? How awesome is that? Sean is smart this time around. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, thankful, thank the writers. It's definitely it was fun playing, you know, playing the guy who helped crack this case. It was that was a lot of fun. So, I bet. Did you think when you came in, you're like, uh, am, am I gonna get to actually be like a part of this story? And then did you find out? Oh, it's actually me who gets to. Yeah, I, I kind of thought like when I thought that I was gonna come there, I thought that I was just gonna sort of just be, you know, somebody that's help, helping his mom or something like that and just kind of like a non-direct sort of way. But when I went in and I when I read the scripts and I was like, oh, wow, I actually have a real piece to the missing puzzle here. I actually have the piece to the missing puzzle. Not that every, you know, not that people weren't suspicious of Hope's actions and everything, but, you know, it hit right close to home to Sean. And Sean was like, boom. He's like, you know what? I'm going to knock this one out of the park. I know exactly what's going on here. So that was that was a lot of fun. Way to dodge the fans ribbing about how people were not uh, putting the pieces together. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think well, I was reading that everybody was putting it all together. They're like, what? Everybody, do they not see how crazy she's acting? <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh boy, uh-oh. Well, it takes Sean to uh, to get it all figured out, to spell it out for him. That's right. Good for Sean for knowing his mother and, and realizing mm -hmm. it's the woman who tried to shoot him and kill him back in, <laughs> exactly. you know, 2001. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, you, of course, started on the show in 2006, but you had done a brief stint on General Hospital before Days. Mm -hmm. So tell us about, uh, like, breaking into soaps and playing Seth for the short period that you did. Um, I guess I, I, I was always looking at uh, soap opera contracts for so long. I was like, oh, gosh, these are like three, four-year contracts and blah, 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 blah. And so I was always trying to look look at other things, and I just had so many ideas and, and, you know, and aspirations. And I was like, Oh, I got, I want to do this show. I want to do this show. And I was like, Oh, I didn't want to go and do a soap opera for four years. Cause I didn't really do my research and really understand how cool it is to actually do a soap opera for four years. Um, and so then uh, general hospital, they called up Mark Teshner. He called me and just said, called up and just asked if I wanted to, uh, I've, I've auditioned for him before quite a few times. And he just asked if I wanted to play the role. He said it would only last for like a month and a half and uh, a month and a half or two months. And, you know, I get to go in and be a uh, suspected uh, rapist and blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, but I go, but you're not the rapist. I go, okay, that's fine. All right, let's, let's do it. So then I got to, that's kind of where I got my feet wet, I guess, in daytime was over there at General Hospital. And you worked with Kirsten Storms, who was Belle before you were Sean. <laughs> yeah. How funny is that? <laughs> Very small daytime world. Yeah. So then how did the audition for Days come about? Um, the audition for Days came about, like, I... A friend of mine called me up and he was a manager. He called me up and he said, uh, hey, did you see this role for Days of Our Lives, this, this contract role? And I said, no, I didn't see it. And I go, read it to me. And he read it to me and I go, oh, wow, that kind of sounds like me. I'm like, uh, let, let me call my manager. I called my manager and they said, uh, yeah, I know we submitted you, but um, you know, the casting director said you're not right for the role. And I said, will, will you do me a favor? Will you read it to me? And he read it to me and I said, how, do I not, how am I not right for that role? I mean, it literally it describes me. And he goes, he goes, oh, okay, let me call them again. <laughs> so he calls again and then he said, oh, they'll see me. And then they sent me some material for the audition. And, uh, and they hadn't seen me in, like, in, in, in some years or something like that in quite a while. And so I went in, I remember I sat down and then they look at me and you know, it was uh, Fran and her, it was Fran Bascom and her daughter, Cheryl. And uh, they look over at each other and they go, so what do you think? And she goes, yeah, I guess so. 
They go, all right, well, here's the material that we have for you. And I go, what, uh, what do you mean? I have this material that, that you guys sent over. And they go, yeah, that's not the right stuff. And I go, oh, it's not the right stuff. And they go, no, it's not the right stuff. We have all new, new material. And I'm like, oh, no, the stuff <laughs> that I've been working on. Oh, my gosh. And then they go, here you go. It's like, and it's like five or seven pages or something like that. And I go, um, can I uh, look at this? You go, yeah, take five, 10 minutes, give it, give it a look and come on back in and um, we'll just do it. And I was like, oh, it's easier said than done. I mean, geez. So I remember I stepped out and I was sitting there and I'm looking at it and I just kind of got familiar with it. And I just said, you know what? Screw it. I go, let's just go in and just, you know what? You can't make it perfect. Go in there and do your best. And so I just walked in and I did it. And they said, and then they looked at each other again. And they said, wow, that was really nice. You did. That was a really good job. Well, what do you think? And they go, well, well, we'll let you know. And then I went to producers, and then went to then I went to screen test, and then uh, the screen test was kind of funny because I didn't know what to wear, and so I wore a tight tank top, like a wife beater. And I guess uh, what everybody said that uh, I was referred to as the wife beater guy. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, and I was like, oh boy, and that probably um, wouldn't fly then, in twenty twenty, right? Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Uh uh-uh. mm. Because everybody else wore like wore like button down shirts or something like that, and I was just kind of like, oh, this guy's this kid's are, this guy's a rebel. He's like, whatever, just kind of you know. This is, I don't you know, need sleeves. So, I don't need sleeves. I mean, it's got you know, it's got to be. Well, you want to be sexy and blah blah blah, show a little bit of body. But I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm just gonna wear a tank top, just a tight tank top. And so I wore that, and then um, yeah, and then my manager called up and he said, well, you got the job, and I was like, I do. Uh-oh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I got it? He goes, yeah. And I go, oh, wow. I didn't think I was going to get it. Wow. And it kind of it sunk in and I got nervous. I was really happy, but I was really nervous because I just didn't really know what to expect fully. And um, and everybody just helped, they welcomed me with open arms and it was really nice and super great. And I I've, I've, I've looked back and I've loved every bit of it. I've, I had such a great time with everybody. So. I think of some of the people are like my family when you go back there. It is. It's like going. It's like going back for a family reunion. Okay. So now, did you know it was like? At what point did you find out that it was Sean that you were um, auditioning for? I kind of, I kind of put it together, um, but I didn't really. And I, I, what's funny is, is when I was in high school, my step, my my my, my ex girlfriend, she used to make me watch Days of Our Lives all the time after after school. She would have it recorded on her VHS tape. And she would make me go in and watch it. And after watching it over and over again, you start to get really sucked into it. And I would like, I'd look forward to it. I'd come over to her house. I'm like, hey, so did you already watch the days? And she's like, no, I haven't watched it yet. And I go, oh, good. Oh, okay. So, right. Oh, okay, good. All right, this is good. Wow. All right. And so then, um, so we would watch it. So I kind of knew the characters a little bit, but I, I think, I don't know. I think I kind of just put it together based on just kind of, I don't know, sort of, I guess, just you know, I, I didn't really fully I don't, I don't think they ever really fully told me exactly they said it's a big contract role blah 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 blah, and they wouldn't say they didn't say exactly who the character was and i just kind of was like wait just i'm like well this has got to be a recast or something i was thinking about it and then i kind of put it together a little bit until uh, you know when it came to the screen test that's when i put it together because it was with bell so i was like oh it's sean and that's so, amazing do you recall, I guess, any part of the nerves about actually starting having to do with taking over for someone else? Um, yeah, I remember that. I just kind of said that really it's, it's, it's out of my control, to be honest. I was like, what am I, how am I going to control something that I can't, I don't have any control over. I mean, people are going to think what they want to think. And all I can do is just give my my best interpretation of what I feel that the character's like. And I wanted to 
I wanted to age him a little bit because he had a kid and all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to make him a little bit more, less of a, you know, like a teenager sort of style person. And, and cause I, that's, I think that's a little bit more me and who I am. And so I was like, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try to be something that I'm not. And so that's just kind of the angle that I went at it. And I was like, just a, I'm a dad now. I think that, you know, when you have a kid and I think it, it should mature you a little bit. And so I was like, you know what, I need to be a little, I'm going to play this character a little more mature. And, uh, but then I started dating a prostitute. So then I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, right. That Willow story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so what was it like for you? I mean, this was then a show that you were familiar with and now you're on it. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was really great. I mean, Peter Reckle kind of, he took me under his wing and he's like, you know, telling me certain things and giving me some tips on stuff and how to, I mean, I think I had eight episodes and I had to shoot eight episodes in two weeks. And it was like when Sean finds out that, I mean, I literally went right into finding out that that uh, Claire is mine and that Mimi and Bonnie have been lying to me. And Belle doesn't know that I'm the father of Claire and Philip is not. And I think that was my first two weeks right there. And I had like, I think I had like 15 episodes or something like that, or 13 or 15 episodes, I think, because we shoot eight episodes a week. And so I think I was in just back to back to back to back. And it was all like, crazy like just crazy stuff and i was like holy cow and you know and it was nice fair wrote me this big long thing saying everybody was so happy with the, your work this week you did such a great job i'm so happy to be working with you and i was like oh that was nice oh that's so and sweet. uh yeah and so that was nice and you know and the producers were very nice they all kind of wanted me to fit in and and uh you know not uh you know not like they wanted they wanted me to just to make it the transition nice and, and easy and so that was that was very nice of them to do that uh, so your first go round in Salem ended in uh, 2008. How did you feel about uh, leaving at that time? I mean, I didn't want to leave, but I, I I understood that that's that's you know that's part of the business, and they were writing us front and center for so long. And I don't I'm not I don't, I don't know exactly what sort of transpired and how that came about, but I, they just said, well, and, and it, the way that they said it was like it wasn't a permanent thing. But then I took off and went to Bold and the Beautiful. And so I was like, all right, well, I got to work. And uh, so I just uh, I wasn't I mean, I wasn't happy about it. I didn't want to go. I was having so much fun working. And I remember right when I started, that was right when I got comfortable is when they then when they let us go, they took us off contract. It was really weird because somebody else on the show, I was I was uh, I was telling somebody else on the show, I was like, oh my, I just I feel like I, I don't want to spend very much money. I feel like I'm going to get fired all the time and I'm not doing very good work. And they're like, are you kidding me? You're doing great work. And you know what? They, they're not going to fire you. You're Bowen Hope's son. And then all of a sudden, like three weeks later, uh, Brandon, we need to see you in the producers. All you know, the producers need to see you and you and Martha. And then they just said, you know, they didn't say anything. They just said, listen, I don't want to do this, but we have to do it. You guys have been, you know, front and center for so long. And we just got to, you know, we, we got to, we got to rotate some other people and not have to work you guys. So, um, we just they're like we're going to take you off contract for a little while, and uh, they were like, and then I think Martha was like, you know, does there do you know when we're coming back? And they go, we have no idea. And then she was like, well, can we work outside of this? Now we can go do other jobs. And he goes, yep. And so that was it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go get another job then. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, then Bold and Beautiful was nice enough to take me. And I, somebody called me up and they just said, hey, do you want to go? You want to take a meeting with Brad Bell? And I was like, uh, no. I said I'm good. And then they said, no, do you seriously, do you want to take a meeting with Brad Bell? Brad Bell would love to meet you. I'm sure he loves Days of Our Lives. And his dad was part of the show when it first started. And I was like, sure, I'll meet him. And then it just, they were just so cool over there. And their taping schedule was so quick. And, you know, 30 it's a 30-minute show. So it's, you know, 19 minutes of airtime. It's so, and you get to travel all over the world. So it was a lot of fun. 
Well, Owen was a completely different character from Sean. So what was it like oh, yeah. to join a new set and have a new character? It was fun because what I liked about it is I already knew a lot of the people there from just doing so many uh, so many different, different personal appearances and fan events. So when I went over to Bold and the Beautiful, it was kind of like, you know, I knew some of the, I knew some, I knew most of, I'd say probably the people that were over on uh, Young and the Restless. But I mean, Kyle Louder, he was over there and uh, on Bold and the Beautiful and, and, you know, Young and the Restless is right there. So I would, you know, see Christian LeBlanc, I see all the people that work over there. And so I, right when I went there, I would see them out in the halls. So it just kind of felt like I was back at a, doing a fan event, but also doing another show. Uh, was it weird adjusting to a new set at all in terms of how they do things differently or And anything? that it was a half an hour, yeah. as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was different. It was, it was, it was pretty, I mean, it was, it was, it was so funny as, as I thought that I was like, this is so cool. I go, I was on Days of Our Lives and I was related to everybody and I couldn't be paired up with anybody. They had to bring a prostitute in to, 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 to pair me up with. I was like, I can't, there's all I have is Belle and Chloe. And I mean, at the time, that's all I had was I think Belle and Chloe are the only ones that I could ever hook up with. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can hook up with anybody on this show now that I want. I go, I started to think, I was like, wait, the reason why they probably took me off the show is because I mean, what do you, I mean, you can't break Sean and Bell up. And I mean, who you, I mean, it's like, you just can't do that. And I was like, so I'm kind of was stuck with Bell. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. I get to just go anywhere. And I was like, but then all of a sudden I started getting thrown around all over the place. Like, here you go, go over to here, go to Leslie K, go to Jennifer Garris, go to Leslie and down. And I was like, and then go to, go to Bridget. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was like all over the place. I'm like, wait, do I love anybody? <laughs> like, like, am i just like they just it's just like a i'm just like the little wedge that likes to get in between people and then all of a sudden you know, owen and uh and, and jackie fell in love and, and that was fun that was a cool little cool little story to tell tell us about working with leslie ann down oh she was great she was great just a you know just a she's a total veteran and she knows exactly how to get it done and what what needs to be it's 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 just i always like to say that it's funny because in between takes, like, I'm like, like, she just talks like, like, like I'm her son or something. So listen, dude. <laughs> she's like, so anyway, this is bullshit. And so anyway, da, 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 da. Oh, you want to run the lines? Okay, let's run the lines. Okay, so, da, da, da. and then I'll be like, okay, so it's like, we just have this like friendship and we're totally cool. And then all of a sudden, right when they say action, she just turns it on. I'm like, whoa, she's in love with me. Wow. Oh my God. Whoa. Wow. Oh, whoa. Did she really? Oh, she, and then and all of a sudden they yell cut. And she's like, makeup, makeup. She's like, oh, your beard is, is, is messing with, is, is giving me a red upper lip and blah, blah, blah. And like, your mustache or your facial hair. And I was like, sorry. And she's like, oh, it's okay. Uh, and I was like, so we're back to the old ways. <laughs> She just knew how to turn it on, and that was a lot of fun. She turned it on so quickly, just like, boom, just like that. So I enjoyed that. Well, there was a period there on B&B where I feel like every five seconds, Owen was wearing some new outlandish costume for oh a photo God. shoot with Jackie. So, yeah. like, Do you ever have nightmares about like being spray-painted from head to toe to look like a Greek statue oh. or some of the other <laughs> memorable looks that happened? Um, yeah, that was uh, – I remember I used to sit there and I would say, I'm like, Oh my God, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh God. I can't do this. And they're like, and then the, then the whole putting, putting the cage with a leash. I think I need to go to therapy for that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I got to, and then they're making me go, now you, you put your hands on the cage and go, Arr. and I go, I don't want to do that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and they're like, come on, just do it once or twice. Just, it's just for fun. Just do it. I'm like, this is really, really emasculating. And it's turned, I mean, I mean, I feel terrible in this cage and with a leash on and this is not nice. 
And they're like, just do it. And I'm like, I'm like, just do it one more time. And I'm like, I'm trying not to do it. And so that was a lot of, uh, yeah. And then it was just like, oh, it's just constant shirtless all the time. I was like, you know, walking the runway shirtless and in a cage shirtless, all the photo shoots. But it was fun, though. It was fun. It was, uh, you know, it was it added a little bit of humor to the uh, to the show, to a serious, you know, daytime drama. Did all those things make it to your reel, like your dramatic reel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, everybody, I have the whole separate reel for that one. <laughs> um, when you look back now on your B&B run, what stands out to you the most? Um, I mean, I don't know. There's, I mean, I would say that for the most part, like the, the travel, like work for travel, it's a, you know, because there's all, in so many different countries, that was just like, that was so much fun. I mean, it was like, I, I've never even left the United States before. I've never been to Europe or anything. And then next thing you know, it's like, I'm getting my passport and I'm getting to go, you know, getting to go to Italy and, you know, you get paid to go to Italy and go on these press tours and stuff. And then you get to go to Monte Carlo and you get to go to France. And I was just like, wow, this is really, really neat. So did people freak out from you like abroad? Cause they're like huge fans over there. Oh, they're pretty big over there. Yeah. I mean, everybody, they love the show over there. I mean, in South Africa, we had, I mean, it was crazy how many people showed up in South Africa. I, I the whole entire mall was full. I mean, they said it was like 10,000 people and I, it's on YouTube. If you type in it's, we were supposed to go down and we we're supposed to sign autographs, but there were so many people that showed up. They couldn't, we couldn't sign autographs because the entire downstairs floor was, was shoulder to shoulder packed. And then every single level overlooking the downstairs floor, like three, three, four levels up, they were all hanging off the sides. And all they could do was just bring us to the top of the big escalators and give us microphones and wave to everybody and talk to everybody. And that was all we could do. And then they had to take us and then they, they took us out and they put us in like a room and we couldn't leave that we couldn't even leave the mall because there were so many people around and they couldn't hide us. <laughs> it was That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. You got probably a taste of what it was like in the 80s in the United States at the very height of uh, soap's popularity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much, yeah, that's probably, yeah, you're probably right. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. But yeah, that was, that was one of the things that really stood out. Now, all of a sudden, I just love to travel. Now, I, I work to travel. So, and, uh, you know, not a bad, not a bad gig. So, I work and I love working. And then the money that I make, I figure out how I can use it to travel and go and, see different places and experience different things. That's awesome. Yeah. So while you were on B&B, you did the reality show Dirty Soap. So what was that experience like? We, oh, I think, have every soap. episode under our belts. Stuff yes, myself. yes, we were. Mm-hmm. We, we watched. You watch it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You're like, we did our homework. Um, all part of the job. All part of the job, <laughs> right? Um, that, was, that was interesting. That was a whole other sort of experience another you know another thing that's kind of the only reason why i did it is just because i was like you know what might as well experience this and we kept saying nadia and i kept saying no we were like no we don't want to do this we're not going to do this we're not going to go and get through our lives are not that interesting and they're like no trust us it's interesting and we're like it's not interesting (laughs) we don't want to do this and um so then uh I don't know. They just kept coming back and they're like, listen, we really want you to be part of this. Like the two of you. And I was like, well, we're not going to get into fights. We're not going to do that. And they're like, no, 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 you guys. Cause they kept in, they, you know, we, we have meet, we had a couple meetings with them and they were like, no, we don't, we know that you guys, you guys don't have any problems. We have no, we had no fights or anything at that time. We were like, we weren't really the most, we were not very confrontational people. We don't like to fight. And so we never had it. And we always kind of resolved our issues pretty quickly. It was just usually like, 
you know, just communicate. We had a pretty healthy relationship at the time, you know? And so then, um, um, and then we just said, we go, they go, we want you guys to be like the normal couple that, that, that nobody can break that you guys and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, Oh, okay. He goes, he goes, trust us. We have a lot of other entertaining, uh, couples that we have lined up to be on the show that they're going to get all that. They're going to get all the heat. You guys don't need to get all that. And so we were like, Oh, okay. Now we like this. And uh, that's what it was. I mean, they would kind of like try to pick at us and try to get us to like, you know, and some of the stuff was actually not even real and it wasn't even accurate. It was like for her birthday, you know, for her birthday present. It was, they, it wasn't even the reaction. It was like, you know, for the, the, the iPad. She said she wanted an iPad and they're like, why didn't you get her something romantic? And she actually loved it. She actually loved the iPad. She, she told me she wanted the iPad, but then they tried to, then they spun it to make it look like she was disappointed and that she wanted something more, more romantic. And she's like, I, and then all of a sudden we saw it and I was like, wait, that is not how it happened. And there oh, she's wow. like, but that's just what you got to do. So that's kind of, they take different cuts and takes off of something where you'll be sitting there and you're just like, you know, they'll ask for a room tone, like a one minute of room tone. And you're sitting there sta- looking at something just like with a no, no blank look on your face. Like you couldn't be more bored. And then they'll take that and then they'll use it as a, like a, like a, like a response to something. You like should see our open mouths here. Like, wow, that's the terrible. The curtain has been pulled. But yeah, you can't control the edit. I know, I can't. If nobody could, it was like, yeah. And then, but then they, then they found out, and then we brought on Nadia's mom for one day. And then they went, oh my God, this is, this <laughs> she, is it. This she was is the breakout star of Dirty Soap. <laughs> she was the breakout star. She, and she knew it too. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so do you and Galen ever sit around like, hey, remember when we were on that reality show? <laughs> What's funny is I, I, it's funny is that we haven't really ever talked about that. I don't think we've, I mean, we probably, it's, I feel like it's been so long. I mean, we probably brought it up after the first year or two, but when we work together, we never bring up anything about dirty soap. And so. I would like to see that change. <laughs> what's that? I know. Now I'm going to be, yeah. now I'm gonna be like, hey, did you remember dirty soap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Want to come to my dressing room and stream some episodes? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, it'd be funny to look where, at it now. Yeah. Like looking where did back. You, where did you get the episodes, by the way? I've tried to find like the full Oh, episodes. no, we I watched them find. back in the day, but the me- our oh, memory okay. is long. Oh, wow. Okay. You, okay. Oh, that's cool. I feel like it could have happened last year. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like that, yeah. That's, how, yeah. that's how it works with us. <laughs> I, I went on like YouTube and I'm like, I found like little clips and stuff like that, but I've never found like the full episodes. I was like, huh. I'm just like, I kind of wanted to see that actually. I wouldn't mind going back and revisiting it. Well, if you find them, I think we would do a rewatch as well. We would marathon right along with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get two. I'll get two. Can you send me two copies of each episode? <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> we appreciate mm-hmm. it. So uh, after you left uh, B&B in 2012, you were on uh, Michelle Stafford's web series, The Stafford Project, another show that we loved. Tell us yeah. about uh, working with Michelle and doing that project. Oh, that was fun. It was fun. Michelle, like, I think she had a great time always like, you know, asking her friends, like, listen, I want to do this. Uh, uh, my, you, know, the, you, know, you know, this is a show that I'm doing. Would you guys want to do it? And all, everybody's like, yeah, work with you and have fun. Yeah, sounds good to us. And so. She was like, you know, she was like, you know what, it's, it's, it's going to be funny. It's going to be comedy. It's like, it's going to be something totally different than what we usually do. It's, it's, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. And I was like, oh, let's do it. And then we started discussing like, you know, the character and the storyline and all that. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm down. So sign me up, tell me where to go and, you know, give me some, give me this, give me the, the script and I'm ready to do it. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun to do that. And I should go back and watch that too. Jeez, there's all this stuff I should go back and watch. <laughs> we're, we're, we're giving you a lot of uh, yeah. tasks and homework assignments exactly. here. I'm starting to feel really old right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I wasn't going to mention the big birthday coming up, but... Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. I just got off the phone dealing with that. Well, I feel like the last <laughs> time I saw you, you were making potential big plans. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, like... I think I finally figured it out. I'm just going to decide on a ski trip, so... Fun. Um, just decided on a ski trip in Park City. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I'm getting everybody all, like, you know, booked up, blah, blah, blah. We booked a house, and... Some other, some other group of friends they booked another house so we're we're gonna have a we'll have a good like, about maybe like eight to ten people out there to go skiing and you know and stomp around Park City and and uh, eat our way through there. Sounds pretty awesome. Good yeah. way to good way to ring in mm-hmm. a new decade. Um, yeah. So uh, eventually you did make your way back to days. So what was it like for you to return? You know, years later. That was, that was definitely strange. That was a weird sort of, uh, I've always felt like I had like, I had unfinished business at days cause it was like the way that it ended. And I felt like I was just getting used to just getting like, you know, learning the ropes and I was so, still so young and I didn't really, haven't really dealt with like the disappointment of being let off contracts. And I was like, and I, so I'd always kind of link, think back at that. And I was like, you know what? I got let off. You know, I was like, I kind of got the day bold and the beautiful. It was just, I mean, my contract was up and and they were just transitioning the show and, and, uh, you know, so, but I still, it was still, it was like, I was working there for like four years and then all of a sudden I'm not, but I still, I mean, I still understood it, but then days was still, was a huge shock when that came. So I kind of felt like, I'm like, I still feel like I need to go back there. I need to go back there. There's still things for me to do there. And, uh, so when they called up, I was like, kind of like in shock. I was like, Oh wow, this is crazy. I'm going back. Oh my goodness. This is wow. It's going to happen. And, uh, yeah. And so I went back and it took a little while, you know, it was like, you know, you get there and you see everybody's all the familiar faces and the same people that I would see at events and stuff like that. Um, and you know, just some people I'd still keep in contact with, but, um, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of, it was, a, it was a whole new storyline, a whole different, we've all, we're all grown up and, you know, and so it was all very different. So, but, uh, and then I kind of started to get the, get, you know, get into the groove of things and started to figure it out. And now you were the father of, uh, teenager um what was it like you know to kind of adjust now into that role that was you know that was very interesting all of a sudden it was like i'm trying to think that was when yeah that was when uh olivia came on Mm -hmm. that was the first time i came back i think i remember i think martha was like i was in the wardrobe and i looked up who the girl was i looked up olivia rose keegan i was like hmm i was like okay all right well she's older then she's she's older she's just is in full effect (laughs) <laughs> soap opera rapid aging syndrome and uh so then i um yeah and it was like martha goes oh you got to meet your you got to meet your daughter and then she was like olivia olivia come here and then she comes walks around the corner and i was like i, I think i was looking to look down another i was i think i was just i think i was gonna naturally look down at like maybe about a foot and a half or two feet <laughs> or something just to look at her in the eyes and all of a sudden i was like oh wow whoa she's as tall as i am <laughs> <laughs> She's not a girl. She's a woman. And I am a man. And I, I thought that we had a kid. <laughs> so, but she was a great, she was great to work with. And so that was like, that was kind of the big shock, I think, coming back. You know, uh, Claire's not the, the best adjusted uh, soap character that we've ever seen. What extent do you think Sean is responsible for how things went awry there? In the head. Oh, oh, with her and the head? Yeah, with mentally, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say we're bad parents because, I mean, it's, 
we pro- if we were there, I've, I mean, if we were there, it probably wouldn't have happened. I mean, or you'd like to think it wouldn't have happened, but in order for us, you know, she wanted to stay in, you know, she graduated high school and she wanted to stay in Salem. She wanted to stay. And I was like, well, you are pretty much related to every single person in Salem. So, I mean, it's you'll like, have a lot of be, caretakers. You're going to be looked after. You got everybody here, you know? So, I mean, you might as well. Ah, you know what? So we were just kind of like, um, I'm trying to think actually. So, th- so I think that that was, uh, now I just went to a whole different, wait, I came back before that, I think. I, or did I come back before that? Or was that when, I can't remember. I mean, we came so back I, in 2015 yeah, and mm-hmm. um, she had to have been cast right around there. Okay, so it was right when she... Okay, that was like right after Bo died then. But Right. I mean, we didn't see her sort of uh, go off the rails until a little later. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna argue yeah. that the, you know, raising her on the boat probably wasn't the best foundation. <laughs> well, it was yeah, a really There's nice no stability boat. in her childhood, <laughs> literally yeah, and I mean, figuratively. There definitely was no stability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she went a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and so, you know... Now she's, uh, but but she's uh, actually never mind. <laughs> Be our first edit. Um, okay, well, we yeah. talked about Olivia. Let's talk about some of your other co-stars. Tell us about working with Martha Madison for so many years. Mar- Martha's great. She's awesome. She's always great to work with. She's just always always prepared, ready to go. And we've gotten like you know over the years, gotten closer and closer. And now it's just like we, it's like we just we know we're going to be in each other's lives, and we're just like now it's like she's Belle and I'm Sean, and we're just you know we're just. I live in different states and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, but she's great. She's wonderful. I love, I've always loved working with her. And what about Christian Alfonso, who plays your mother on the show, Hope? Oh, mama, 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 mm-hmm. mama Hope. Oh, she's great. She's like, she's a mom on set. She's a mom off set. She's like, honey, sit, sit down, sit down. Tell me about your life. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> Tell me about your girl problems. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. So what's happening with this? And I'm like, boy, I told you about that like two years ago. You remember that? She's like, yes, I remember that. Did you ever work that out? So I'm like, no. She's like, you know, she's like, we need to figure that out. Okay, we need to, you need to, okay, you need to do this. You need to do this. So that's always, so it's always fun. So she's like, you know, she is like a mom off, off, you know, off camera also. Did, Did you remember her from like watching the show with your girlfriend? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now that woman's my mom. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, now she's my mom. <laughs> you also have a sister in Victoria Konefall. What's yeah. it like working with her? No, oh, she's great. She's great. I mean, you know, we haven't really had, we, at the beginning, we didn't really have much. I mean, we weren't like, every once in a while, we kind of crossed paths and stuff. But then the writers started writing, it was, it was, they started writing us a little bit more. I mean, and I think it's you know, the audience, they were liking the, the, you know, the Sean and Sierra sort of, you know, the brother and sister. And, you know, now the bow has gone and all that. It was like, they got to come together to be there for their mom and stuff. And he's got to come, come, you know, it's, it's the, sort of the family dynamic. I mean, the, the, out of them, it's just them three that are the only ones left. So, I mean, I know Bo's gone. And so they got to look after their mom and then Sean and, uh, and, and hope have got to look after Sierra and everybody's, they all got to look out for nobody. Wait, nobody's looking after me. I don't That's have right. What's up with that? I, mean, yeah, I, I think know. some of it too, is that I feel like they would kind of, make you not want to remember that sh- that Claire and Sierra were like actually aunt and niece. Right, like I feel right. like they played a little with that. So I wonder if yeah. they like backed off playing up the Sierra Sean angle because of that. Mm, yeah. Huh, I don't know. It was, it was, 
It's, it, was, it was weird when they were like sort of peers because I'm like, wait a second, you're trying to kill my sister? Your aunt? What the hell's going on here? Exactly. <laughs> you know What's that. going on? I'm like, why, why, why are you guys living together? This is really weird. Why, why are you in love with her boyfriend? This is not cool. Like, <laughs> it really kind of threw me for a loop, that's for sure, because I couldn't like to, to have to say that. People are like, oh, so what's going on in your storyline? I'm like, well, my daughter's trying to kill my sister <laughs> and uh, she tried to like burn her, uh, burn her up and start fires. And she's a fire starter now. And I was like, they're like, okay. We're, we're very proud. Like, what? <laughs> like why? Because I'm like, because every guy that my daughter falls in love with, uh, they always like my sister. And so she wants, to, she wants to kill her now. And they're like, whoa, dude, that's pretty heavy. And I was like, yeah. Like, but she's a really that? good arsonist. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Inspired by true events. It's it's uh, Sean's <laughs> sister and daughter. Um, yeah. Well, we brought up Galen a little bit earlier, but tell us about your uh, relationship with him. Galen's great. It's funny. It was funny because I was doing an interview the other day and they asked, they said, what's your favorite thing about Galen? And I said, "It's my favorite thing about Galen is my least favorite thing about Galen. And they're like, what? And I go, every time we're working, I, I, you can't stop laughing with him <laughs> and you're always cracking up and i'm like and it's so hard but it's so much fun but it's so hard but it's so much fun it's you're just torn like right down the middle i'm like dude you know he'll he'll know if i have a problem with like one certain word or a certain line or something like that or we'll 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 say it and when we're rehearsing and then we'll think about it in all these different ways and then we'll find ways to like make light of it make humorous make it humorous and then we'll start cracking up about it and then we can't say it on set and then we'll go in and i'll be like so hug it a bit, hug it a bit, and then it'll, <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't come out right. And I'm like, fudge. Yeah. And then you can just—it's like right before when the reason why it doesn't come out is because I'm looking in his eyes and I'm like, this is not going to come out the right way. And, <laughs> and you can see like this little like little smile in his eyes, going, "Oh, mm -hmm. here you go. I know you can't say this line for some reason." <laughs> and then I can't say it, and then he starts laughing, and then I can't say it again, and then he starts laughing even harder, and. And then, you know, and then he then he can't say a line that I thought he could say. And then I laugh and then he can't say it again. And then so it's uh, yeah, we uh, we get we end up taking uh, getting a couple extra takes out of our, our stuff. We get, but he's fun to work with. Yeah, he's definitely fun to work with. He's just chill, easy going and all everything's always funny. Everything's always something. There's always something to laugh at with him. Can you think of another like scene partner you've had on either show that is as playful as Galen? Jackie McGinnis Wood is very playful and fun and like super cool. She'll like dance between takes and stuff like that. And so, and she's just, she's just, she was very always just something was coming out. She'll start, start rapping and doing a beatbox <laughs> and stuff like that in between takes. And so, I mean, I'd say that those, she probably just like quickly off the top of my head, she's one that just has always got, she's just always just, she'll just, she's got all this energy and always laughing about something and, you know, there's always something else going on, too. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just thinking about blah, 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 blah. So she was fun to work with. It's funny because everyone on Days who is funny, like Galen, like Brian Dottillo, mm -hmm. like Eric Martzoff, you just, their characters oh, are so different from their, you know, they, they are so different from their right. characters that you just would never know yeah, what they're like. especially Dottillo, now that you said that. But I I mean, we've worked together, but I don't, we haven't really worked that much together. Like I worked, you know, Galen, when you solving these you know these very complex <laughs> crimes and stuff and uh you and know unmasking you're on the, imposters you know unmasking imposters <laughs> and you know you're on the scene of a crime and you know looking for blood tra you know, blood splatters and stuff like that i mean you know and then you got galen over there going really dude <laughs> <laughs>
Is that how you're going to do it? <laughs> Keeps you humble. Yeah. Um, so right. you also just recently came back for the Last Blast reunion for the Dual app, which was so much fun. Um, so tell us about just reuniting with Jay and Nadia and the gang and what was what was it even like to film? Uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I was like completely when 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 they asked us to do it, I was completely like just completely just like I, I was just blown away. I was like, wait, what? Wait, you want to shoot what? The last blast? You know that I was not the last blast. And they're like, I know we know that, but we're going to do it anyway. The fans, they, this is the kind of the stuff that they want to see some nostalgic sort of, you know, like, like blast blast sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. OK, this is cool because I've heard about the storyline because, you know, Nadia would talk about it and. You know, when I would see it, stuff like that. And, you know, I kind of know my history, I think, on days for the most part of the, the big events and stuff. Um, and uh, so that was like that was a lot of fun to be able to bring everybody back together. And I sort of like because I, you know, I took over for Jason in 2006. So I didn't get to sort of experience any of that sort of timeline and story. And so to be able to to do that, it kind of brings it all kind of around. And I'm like, OK, wow. OK, so and then I got to do a little bit of research and. You know, and we have to laugh at things that I didn't even wasn't even there for, which was always kind of fun too. <laughs> oh yeah, I you remember, remember that. when? Yeah, like you remember this da, 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 that, and I was like, oh my god, yes. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't remember that. I wasn't there. I was like, you, you mean Jason, right? <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. I thought that was like uh, that was. I think it was really fun for all of us. And you know, when it was a little, I was, didn't, they didn't tell us what was happening. I was, I just started reading the scripts and I was like, wait a second. I was like, <laughs> Holy cow. Somebody just died. Okay. Whoa, my gosh. I was like, Chloe just died. Whoa. Kevin died. Chloe died. And then, then it was like, and it was like, I think it was Ben, ben and uh, then uh, Mimi dies. And then the Philip dies and then Jason dies and then Bell dies. And I was like, what is going on here? I mean, right. I texted Martha and I was like, I got my like, Chloe just died. And she goes, this has to be Jan's dream. I'm telling you, this is Jan's dream. <laughs> oh, Martha. And, Detective Madison on the case. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, what's Jan's dream? What is going on? She's like, just, it's Jan's dream. She's like, she was the villain back in the day. And she this has to be her dream. And she said, she's in a coma right now. And this has got to be what it is. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay. okay. And then more people just kept dying. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, are they going to kill all of us off? Am I next to die? And then, and then it was like, and... And and then the, the end. So, Sean, what do you think of my script? Do you like it? Is it a little too gory? Is it a little too, you know, late 90s, early 2000s? <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was good, though. Yeah. And then, it, and then, then, and then everybody got to sort of see the, when it was, what was really happening, what wasn't happening. And, you know, so, you know, that nobody ever went home really from the, uh, from the, uh, the, the reunion. So it was like, you know, it was like, nobody went home. It was like, Oh, it was days later. Everybody's dying. I was like, no, this was all, <laughs> this was all read. This was all read to Sean while he was out getting beer <laughs> yeah, on, a, on the most deadliest beer run ever. <laughs> um, what about working with Heather Lindell? What was that? Like? Oh, she was, I, I've, I've met, I met her, I guess I met her once before and, you know, and I heard Nadia talk about her quite a bit over the years and stuff. And she was fun. It was, it's so great also to see people because she's like, oh, I haven't acted. She's like, I quit acting years and years and years ago. She's like, I'm done. She's like, this is but she goes, I love it. I jumped at the chance to come back and play with you guys. This is great. And she just jumped right into it. And she was all having a blast. And everybody was so excited. And she kind of, you know, brought the whole thing around, too, because, you know, because, uh, you know, obviously we're missing you now Farah, And uh, that was so we're like that that was missing. And then, you know, and then I guess, you know, the, the real Kevin wasn't there. But then they were like, OK, so we need to have the real. So we got to have the real Jan back. 
And uh, that was fun to see. And it was also fun to see the, the, the flashbacks of Jan and go back and watch some of the episodes of Jan and how crazy she was and torturing Sean. At least, look at Jason got put in a cage on days. I was and I just got put in about to say Bulls. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you missed out on that. He was there for like the whole summer. I mean, yeah. that, was, yeah, that totally. was the most insane thing. It was months. I, mean, I, could see, I could see the frustration. He's like, you're crazy. Let me out of here. I think he's yelling at this, the producers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only, maybe he just done a, a nice growl like you did on B&B. They would have let him out earlier. I know, right? That, that, <laughs> that is so funny. Um, yeah. Well, another place that fans have seen you on a digital series wise is the Bay. So tell us about how you got involved in doing that and about that experience. Um, I think uh, I've known like Gregory Martin for, for some years now and stuff just because, you know, and, and there's so many people that work and working on the Bay. And um, I think if I remember correctly, I think that they asked me if I wanted to do something before. And I was like, no, I'm like, not going to do some. I'm like, you gotta, you guys got to give me something bigger. Something more fun, like, you know, not just like something quick and easy. And they're like, all right. And so then they came back around. They're like, hey, dude, you want to play this role? And um, and they described it to me. And I was like, yeah. And like, I don't know where it's going to go, but yeah, let's do it. And they're like, you get to play a district attorney. You're like the man. And, you know, you're single and you're, you, you know, you're not, you're, you know, your, your family is very powerful. And, you know, and you don't want to have anything to do with that. And you're a straight shooter. And I was like, oh, this would be fun. So there's a friction in the conflict. And, you know, and so, um, and I also... I just knew so many people working on the show. And I was like, oh, Mary Beth gets to be my aunt again? I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Meant to and I'm be. like, Ron Moss gets to be my dad? Perfect. <laughs> because people, I remember when they uh, recast, uh, I forgot what the character's name was. of Thomas. Uh, Ron S- Thomas. Yeah, when they recast Thomas, some people were like, dude, are you, like, some people were saying, I, they were like, dude, you're going to end up playing uh, Ridge's son. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you're going to be like his long lost son. And they were trying to figure out how they could tie me back to Ridge to be his long lost son. Like he had a girlfriend way back in the day that died and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, maybe she had a baby before or something like that. I don't know the real story back in the day, but you know, like you need to play Ridge's son. And I was like, I don't know, because I think it's just because we both have a bony faces, you know? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> Got the it's those high bones. cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah. So I was like, so that was, that was kind of fun too. So, I mean, I just knew so many people working on the show and Martha was on the show and, you know, uh, and Mart saw, I mean, just got on the list, so many people that are there. And so that was kind of one of the things that I just, it was like, it, it didn't, it just seemed like it would be a good time and it would be a good change of pace. And, a, you know, so it was, you know, to be out shooting on locations and all that stuff and not shooting on sets all the time. And, um, you know, it turned out to be just a lot longer days and, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're there for a long, you're there for like 12 hours shooting, you know, six pages and you go to, to days and you can shoot 40 pages in like four hours. That's crazy. And yeah. uh, a daytime Emmy nomination came out of this. Oh yeah. I got two of them. I think. Yeah. Two. Oh, two. I'm one. sorry. I'm yeah. Two. Yeah. Shortchanging yeah, was, you. I know. Right. Jeez. Come on. I know. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of, that was fun too. It was fun. And it's always fun to go to the Emmys and you know, it's like if I'm not you know, going for just, you know, for the Bay, and I wasn't, you know, not on Days of Our Lives or Bold and the Beautiful. And it was still, it was like, it's just like it was a big, another big reunion, a big, big old party. Just like, because, you know, you know, I've been doing this for since 2006, you know, soaps and stuff. And so, you know, you get there and you just know everybody and you know, all your friends are there and, you know, and you like, you get to be nominated for, you know, the Bay. And so that was kind of fun. That's always kind of fun. So. 
Well, so you mentioned you did start in 2006. So here we are in 2020. You are still appearing on days. Um, you know, what does it mean to you? I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's such a cool thing. I'm, I love working on the show. I mean, I, I would, I would love to work on the show even more. I mean, and I'm sure that they know that I've expressed that. I'm like, you guys, come on. I'm just, I'm down. I mean, there's never any work con, you know, day conflicts or anything like that. Every time they say, Hey, you available for the next two months or month and a half. And I'm like, yep, I plan my life around you guys now. Let's do it. So, um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to come back and, and, uh, and see everybody. And the only problem is leaving that when you get that last script and you know, you're done, I know, and you know, and you know, you're going to come back or you don't know you're going to come back, but you do know when there's a possibility, but there's also the possibility of not coming back. And so you have to go say goodbye to, I can't, I can't imagine you, I can't tell you how many times I've had to say goodbye to everybody. Like I've had to say goodbye, like five, six times, I think like, like, just like I did the first time when I was like, okay, I've just got fired. And it feels like you're getting fired all over again, basically, you know? So, uh, that's the only hard part is that when you, right when you start getting in the groove and you start getting, you know, finding your, you know, finding your, your, your pace and you start working and you get, start feeling comfortable. And then all of a sudden you start to read the scripts and you go, uh Oh, Sean's going back to Hong Kong. <laughs> oh no. And now I got to go say goodbye. And I'm like, Oh gosh. So every time it's just difficult to have to not really know if you're coming back and the producers will look at me. And when I, when I say, Hey man, I'm, this was, this was fun. The storyline was fun. I'm taking off. I guess I will see you around or uh, maybe not, or maybe I'll, I don't know. And they're like, Oh, you're coming back. And I'm like, well, can you, when am I coming back? Oh, really? You're like, well, we don't know, but we'll, we, I mean, you'll, you'll be back. And I'm like, okay, well, that's some encouraging words to leave me with. I guess that's nice of you, but I mean, I don't believe I'm not, I, I, I want, I'm not going to believe you until I actually get the, the dates. And so, and then you get the dates, you know, like six months later or whatever comes. And then, they, you know, you get an email and you're like, hey, do you want to come back for another two months? I'm like, yep. And they're like, I told you. And I was like, I know, but just you never know. Nothing's guaranteed. I mean, as we know, not even tomorrow. So Right. But the show is going back in production and we certainly hope to see more of you in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. I should be back next week. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon then. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Brandon Beamer for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.